With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sorry for the delay. No, that's, that's on me on that one. So thanks, everyone, uh, for joining us. We have uh, Coach Ferentz on with us now. Um, Coach, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and start um, the opening uh, from you, and then we'll take some questions and uh, move through this. Now, first of all, just uh, good afternoon. Appreciate everybody uh, joining at late notice here. So um, first and foremost, I thought it was really um, important to, to give everybody an opportunity to address your questions. Certainly a lot's changed since our last conversation and uh, released a couple statements in the video on top of that. So uh, I just think it's important for everybody to have a chance to, to ask their questions. And I'll, I'll give you that opportunity in a second, just after a few remarks, just update you on a couple things. Um, so first of all, I just want to thank former players that have uh, had the courage to speak out about their experiences in our program. And I'm very, very sorry for any hardships that any of them endured. And if they didn't feel safe to speak freely, that, that's certainly uh, something I feel really regretful about. Past 48 hours, had a lot of conversations with former players, uh, both black and white, and uh, in an effort just to learn more and to see how we can move forward. Uh, certainly learned of their frustration, many of them, frustration, anger, and just about their experience here overall. And I just want to assure every player that their voices were heard and, you know, their anger, their frustration has been noted. And we intend to do something moving forward to improve things. Our program is demanding. It has been demanding from the start. And, you know, players I talked to and heard from, I think, are largely appreciative of that. And to be appreciative of a program that, you know, where they can come in and work hard and show improvement and excel. And got a lot of that feedback and talking with our former players. One big point of distinction, you know, in coaching and life, really, but in coaching, uh, there is a difference between being demanding and then also potentially being demeaning. And to be demeaning for any player to feel demeaning is not acceptable. We've been working at this uh, for a while. Last year, just as an illustration, uh, relaxed some of our policies, allowed our players to wear hats, earrings, hoodies in the building. Um, and that was just a small step, but it was a result of feedback that we got from our players last summer. And one thing that's become clear to me is that we have a lot of more, a lot more steps to take and more things to accomplish. And that's all going to be starting with dialogue, and that, that process will continue and begin in earnest tomorrow as our players return to campus. I realize fully we have a lot of work to do. We're all committed to that work. I want to say, too, that I'm thankful 
uh, to our former players. We not only spoke of you know our issues, any issues we may have, any problems and challenges, but they've also offered to be part of the solution. And I'm very, very appreciative of that. I can promise you that we're committed to that. We're committed to starting that hard work and beginning it. And you know, I think it's really apparent to me on Friday night as I started calling players, uh, very, very apparent that you know there's a real advantage to getting some former players and, and you know really uh, pulling out or asking for feedback uh, with the obvious difference that they're out of the program. They have a different view, different worldly view, certainly more maturity. And I found them to, to really be uh, willing to speak candidly. So again, I really appreciate that. Um, as a result of the start of those conversations Friday, it just uh, really occurred to me that there's a need to have a um, um, uh, advocate group or panel committee, whatever you want to call it, compromise the former players. I think there's a lot of value in that. That's an opportunity we've missed. And we plan to start that and shape that as we move forward. I'm very appreciative that Mike Daniels has agreed. You know, he'll, he'll serve as the chair, but he just wants to be one voice. Uh, but he's got a loud voice and, and one that I appreciate. So we'll, we'll uh, go to work in terms of putting that together and trying to figure out how we're going to make that work and uh, to the best advantage. The bottom line is just, you know, our goal is to identify uh, in our program how we can make the program more inclusive, more welcoming, more safe for all of our black players and all of our players in general. And that, that'll be the goal of that, that committee. Also, I just want to add that uh, an independent review, as I mentioned yesterday, will be conducted of our strength conditioning program and coach. And that will be coordinated by uh, Gary Bard, our athletic director, but comprised of people from campus, uh, not involved in athletics and uh, we look forward to that process. And finally, I just uh, I just want to say I know there's a lot of a lot of pride, a lot of love for this uh, Iowa football program, and and we appreciate that. And just want to assure anybody and everybody uh, that love and loyalty remains as we work to move forward and try to make progress. With that, I'll open it up for questions. All right, thanks, Coach. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Mark Morehouse of the Gazette. Go ahead, Mark. Thanks for doing this. Um, how does this how does this happen under your watch? How does uh, your number two how does this happen with your number two? And how does this pattern build over time? How how where is your voice in this? Where 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 were you in this? Yeah, that's, a, that's a fair question. And um, you know, let me just preface it by saying this, uh, and this is something I shared with our staff on Saturday morning. Uh, when we all woke up on Friday, we're a team that was coming off a, a successful season, had a great moment to finish the season in San Diego. And when we left campus on the 13th of March, I felt like, you know, we were really well positioned with this team and with the program moving forward. So I was very excited about that. Obviously, a lot's happened on a lot of fronts since that point. And I think that's really um, one of the big lessons I've learned here. I've got to do a better job of, of proactively uh, asking questions, seeking things out, asking more hard questions. And as I just alluded to a minute ago, not only of our current players, but also former players. And, uh, you know, my, my exchanges with our former players typically has been pretty, pretty fair, uh, pretty, you know, happy, uh, if you will put it that way. Guys coming to the building, you know, coming in a, uh, obviously a good mood, but uh, really, you know, the bottom line is here, I, I can ask more hard questions than need to. And that's, that's really the concept with the advisory committee is to do a better job of that. One quick follow-up: Do you have do you have a 
an, a, a, an exit interview process in place? And I imagine you probably would uh, uh, examine the effectiveness of that. Yeah, we do, Mark. And, and uh, yeah, to that point, I, I try to continually seek information, whether it's all of our players. We do that every spring. Uh, sit down with our players. You know, this year, obviously, it wasn't uh, possible to sit down with our players. Typically, uh, in the months of April, May, uh, with our guys individually, uh, March sometimes, but systematically work through the roster. And I, I think we've been pretty thorough with that. And we do the same thing with the uh, group that we had last August, et cetera, but uh, in response to the task force. But again, if I had one major takeaway from this weekend, uh, would be the value of, of reaching out to other players who have played in the program, that care about the program, uh, but are removed from the program. And I think they feel a little bit more free to speak uh, candidly. Uh, that's, that's probably my number one takeaway from this, just the value of that. Thank you. Yep, thank I'm you. Rittenberg, you have a question? Adam? Yeah, sorry. Hey, uh, Coach, I uh, appreciate the time. Um, just when, when you look back, uh, at, or even in some of these conversations, was there anything that you ever suspected or any anything that now looking back on it kind of raised an antenna or raised a memory for you that maybe maybe something was off or maybe something was inappropriate? Um, you know, it's not unusual for, for players to be unhappy about any segment of the program, including me. You know, I think that's just part of coaching. It's part of the world we're in. Uh, you know, what we ask our players to do is demanding and challenging, starting with, you know, earning a degree and trying to do the best players they can be. So, you know, you always have those, but nothing to, to really alarm you or alert you. Uh, and I think really the, the, the magnitude of this whole thing over the past 48 hours um, had a lot more con candid conversation than, than I can remember in any period. Uh, and to that point, I just, I, I want to, emphasize here that we're going through a review process there's no uh nobody's presuming guilt or innocence anywhere i just want i want to get factual information and make sure uh that we have an opportunity uh, to really learn uh you know uh, what any issues may have been and what the extent of them are and, and the validity certainly and just to follow up i know i'm talking to other coaches around the country especially whitehead coaches they've really relied a lot on their on the black assistants on their staff just for perspective, I'm just curious how, you, how you've done that in this particular time, um, either current or former assistants. Yeah, certainly I think uh, uh, any assistants that's black may be, um, uh, players may be of color might be more comfortable to visit with them, but you know, we try to rely on everybody and everybody's, this is a group effort. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, you're, you're not on our scene all the time, but last Monday night we had some really very candid conversations. I addressed the theme about what was going on nationally uh, we broke into our, our six-team Hawkeye Championship teams, and I think there was some great dialogue and conversation that night. And then the next morning, our staff had the best dialogue it's had maybe my 21 years. And that, that's everybody included. It's not just black, white. And uh, I'll make this comment, too. It's the same thing with our players. You know, one thing that's very clear to me, be it former players that I talked with over the last 48 hours or current players, it's black and white. Everybody wants to learn. Everybody wants to to, to move forward and improve. And I think on the national scene, that was kind of my message last Monday night was, you know, anybody's been paying attention here to what's been going on. Uh, you know, if, if you're not moved, if you're not different, if you're not changed, then say, you know, four months ago, you know, just probably means you're not paying attention or probably means it wasn't a big surprise. Steve Batterson. 
Yeah, thanks, Kirk, for taking the time. What's the most surprising thing that you've heard in the last 48 hours from, from some former players? Um, well, it kind of goes back to the last question. Just, you know, uh, I don't want to say I was blindsided, but the level of, and, you know, just some, some comments that I've heard from some of our guys. Uh, and the bottom line is we don't want anybody to leave here not feeling like this was a good experience. And there are a lot of things that come with that. Uh, so, again, the, the, the uh, part of being demanding, that, that's part of what we do. The game is demanding. There's no way to get around it to practice it, train for it. Uh, it has to be demanding. But, you know, whether it's in a, in a weight room or on the practice field or anywhere in our building, anywhere where we're together, uh, you just never want to, uh, you know, have a player feel, you know, mistreated or, or demeaning. And, you know, I mean, I'm not saying not happy, but that's part of uh, what we do sometimes too. But, uh, you know, never want them to feel like they weren't, you know, treated with great respect that they deserve. Ted Lystico. <clears throat> Hey, Coach. Uh, many former players, including prominent names like James Daniels, Jaleel Johnson, Akram Wadley, have named Chris Doyle and Brian Ference as the biggest problem problems in their calls for a cultural shift in Iowa football. What was the rationale for only Doyle being placed on administrative leave in last night's release? Yeah, really uh, two things. The, the level of uh, comments regarding the two are, are very different from my perspective. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, regarding Brian, you know, the things that I've heard about or read about, I was aware of. And I've had discussions with people involved in that. But, um, you know, so I think there, there are two different levels there. And that, that's how it stands right now. Scott Dockerman. Yeah, hi, Kirk. Thanks for doing this again. Uh, to have more than 40 players, if not more, come out and and describe some of the incidents that they have kind of in some ways is almost a culture of fear uh, that they're afraid to bring their voice up to you, to other people, to have some sort of record on this. Um, do you feel like there was a culture of fear over the last 20 years, especially pertaining to Doyle? And if there were issues, were they ever brought up to you and were the players heard well enough in your opinion? Well, I think uh, Sure, the uh, feedback that I've got um, has raised to the level of, of this past 48 hours. I would start by saying that. Uh, and I would also say, as I alluded to the former players, you know, clearly there's not, not enough candid conversation or the players haven't felt safe enough to, um, you know, to visit freely or give me feedback. And again, you know, to complain we're working too hard, that's one thing. But the, the line is, you know, feeling respected. And uh, you know, maybe feel like they were demeaned. Uh, that that's those are the things all across our program. We just we have to make sure we do our absolute best. And everybody makes a slip. Everybody makes mistakes. We've all done that uh, during our time coaching. But there can't be a pattern of that. And um, you know, I just I owe it to Chris and I owe it to our players uh, to to investigate as thoroughly as I possibly can. And that that's what the uh, advisor group would do too. Do you have a time, as a quick follow-up, do you have a timetable for that? And how, and how many people are going to be involved in the interview process? That, that I can't. It'll be independent. So my understanding is it will be, uh, be people uh, outside the athletic department. Gary will, uh, I'm sure, coordinate everything. And I don't know how many people involved. Uh, I don't know how, how long it'll take. Uh, I think it's just that's up to the advisory uh, group to figure that out. Or independent I studies, I should say. I'm sorry. Yep. 
Uh, Mike Hlott. Hey, Mike, you're uh, muted. Can't hear you, Mike. Okay, is this good? Now you are. I'm very sorry. Yep. Uh, I'll repeat and I'll try to capsulize this. Uh, Chris Doyle put out a statement shortly before this began saying, there have been statements made about my behavior that are not true. I do not make racist comments and I don't tolerate people who do. Uh, what is, in seeing the statements you've seen these 48 hours, uh, are, you, are they truth to you? Do they ring true? And uh, Chris Doyle obviously says that they don't ring true to him. Uh, what, what is uh, your opinion about this? Yeah, Mike, so to me, and I, I, I did go through some of the social media stuff on Friday night, that, that which I could find. Since that time, I haven't seen anything. So um, just first and foremost, I'm, I'm not sure everything on social media is real accurate, just like everywhere else in life. And that's, it's really about determining what is and what isn't accurate. And um, that, that's really the long and short of this whole thing. And that's um, the reason, you know, we want to have an independent study and let other people take a look at it and uh, do the work that they have to do. Coinciding with that, I've been trying to work independently, uh, you know, again, reaching out to uh, more than a handful of players. I, I can't tell how many, but it, it's been uh, the, what's dominated my time since Friday evening. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sort through that, and that doesn't mean everything there is factual either, but I have a pretty good feel for the people involved, and, um, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture, too, that is fair, is encompassing, and I want to reserve judgment, I think, until, until that process is uh, finished. Rob Howe. Kirk, um, I wanted to, to, to share one of the stories from Dante Mora, who played here in uh, uh, 2008 in that area. Um, and it implicates you, so I wanted to give you a chance to respond. He said, Chris Doyle made a comment about sending me back to the ghetto. I called him out on it in front of the entire team. I was suspended. Kirk Ferentz told me that I was out of line and needed to apologize for standing up for myself. Is that story true? And was that a sign if it was? And was Doyle reprimanded at all for that if it was true? I'm not saying it's true or not true. I don't remember Chris using that word. I've, I've never heard Chris use that, that phraseology. All right, John Bonacamp. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Go ahead, John. You're muted. Um, am I ready to go now? Can you hear me? Good. Yep. Okay. Um, on Friday night, when when you first found out about, it, how did how did you find out about it, and how quickly did you start reaching out to players? 
pretty much immediately. I'm not, not sure exactly how I found out about it. Uh, well, somebody, somebody took me off. Uh, somebody can't, can't remember who a lot of things have happened in the last 48 hours, but somebody, you know, shot me a, a screenshot, I guess, of, of the first comment. And then just, you know, so I, I really, um, you know, that's when I started communicating with people that I thought would, uh, uh, you know, have some accurate information, uh, which as you might imagine included many of the guys that had comments and, uh, just kind of kind of started that chain from there. Yep. Kind of stod. Do you have a question? Hey, you got me. Yep. Yeah, Kirk. Thanks for doing this. Um, after 21 years, if, if, after 21 years, if any of this comes as as a surprise, how how does that happen? Um, you know, I think we're really really living in uh, you know some very different times right now, very trying times, and you know it's it's. Uh, and we've been going through a very difficult period as a country. And I think this, you know, I'm not saying it's a spinoff, but I think people are, people are tired, you know, and people are frustrated right now and they're angry. So I fully appreciate that. I addressed that last week and uh, fully get that. You know, not that I'm paying attention to everything. It's the last 48 hours been a little bit blurred, but the, you know, you try to pay attention to what's going on. And I think it's a byproduct. And uh, if there's something healthy about this, it's, it's going to, it's going to cause more, uh, movement forward for us as a program. I'm very confident of that. I think our players are wanting to open up. I think they uh, are wanting to talk probably more so than any, any one of my 21 years. And we look forward to starting that process. Uh, and that'll begin tomorrow with our current players. And you mentioned a, a cultural shift in the program. How would you define the culture, I guess, before that, before this change? Well, I think you could argue, argue, at least in my mind, it's been healthy and based on results, uh, that type of thing. But, but that being said, I mean, every, every program, every year, it's a new challenge and there's always things to learn. And, and I would share this with you the last 40 hours. I've learned of things that, you know, needed more attention. And, you know, however you want to break it down, I'm, I'm the one who's responsible. I'm the one who's got, you know, accountability. We all have ownership, but I'm, I'm the one that's accountable and, uh, you know, Part of my reason to, to visit today is just to, you know, make sure everybody's clear that I, I understand that, I appreciate that, and I accept that. And, you know, that, that's what I'm committed to doing is trying to improve this. And, Kirk, again, with all due respect, do you have any concerns about your job at this point? Uh, it's really not my, my uh, frame of work. Um, but I did ask multiple players if they feel like I'm part of the problem or if they feel like, you know, we can't move forward with me here, then I'd, I'd appreciate that feedback. And, you know, that, that's not what I've heard thus far, but, you know, my, my commitment is to us having a good program and having a healthy team and improving the environment. That's what everybody wants to see. All, all the former players I've visited with, white or black, just want to see us improve in all areas, not, not any one area, just all areas. Thank you. Josh Christensen. Yes, Coach. Uh, thanks for doing this. Um, I guess uh, my one question is: are, Is there for for you? Is it all anger or is it sadness because this happened under your watch, or you or you felt that you probably should have done something sooner? Or what, I guess what is the feeling with all this that has come out in the last forty-eight hours? Well, the first point there is I, I want to substantiate things before we make any assumptions. I think that's really important, and I realize. Right now, it's a, you know, uh, it's a product of our times. Things roll fast. So I want to substantiate, and that's the whole idea. Uh, that's why I've been on the phone for the last two days. That's why this will proceed. Uh, because, 
we want to get facts straight. I want to get the facts straight. Um, the bottom line is, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. We're, you know, this is obviously very challenging and it's, it's difficult. And, and the bottom line is it's, it's like anything that uh, hits you, uh, you know, it's hard. We want to learn and we want to move forward and improve. And that, that's what I'm committed to doing. And that, that again is my responsibility. That's, you know, I've got accountability. That's my uh, job as being in charge of this program. We're, we're committed to that. Tom Caker. Hey, Kirk, thanks for doing this. Um, some of the guys um, the, on social media have talked about the uh, drug testing being unfair uh, and singling out black guys. Can you speak to that, how that process works? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that's a fair statement, uh, but I am, as we move forward with our team, I am uh, open to discussion about uh, everything in our program, whether it's drug testing, anything that we do. I think that's got to be part of the conversation. But, uh, I think the way we've done it, I, I do feel like it's been equitable, and I do feel like it's been, um, you know, fair in the way we've done it. Robert Reed, question? Yes, Coach, after former players started to speak out, did any current players come to you with concerns or experiences they had that they wanted to bring to your attention? Sure, yeah, and I had, those are the conversations I was having last week from Monday till, till Friday, basically. Um, I reached out to a, a large number of players and just encouraged them to talk. And then the second part of that was, was my uh, plan uh, was to start visiting with them individually this starting tomorrow on Monday. And that still is the plan. Our players will be back on campus tomorrow. Uh, there won't be a workout, we'll have a team meeting. And then I'll, I'll start to work through the, the process of having a lot of conversations. And that's going to happen here for the next, next three weeks for sure. You know, just a lot of one-on-one -on -one talk. Then, then groups talking and then, you know, a, a full team meeting. So we have a lot on our agenda there. Uh, my conversations with our players, they've been very willing and receptive to that, those topics. And uh, uh, to your original point, I think, you know, I've heard a lot of ca candid feedback from uh, the players on the phone this past week. So that's encouraging. Some, some more than others, as you might imagine. And that's, that's where I'll kind of start with the guys that we're really free to talk and just, you know, we'll start there and then work, work, work down the list. John Schaefer. Yeah, thanks, Kirk. Um, for change to happen, there has to be some self-reflection. How have you reflected after these conversations you've had with players in order to create change moving forward? Well, they, they were positive last week. You know, they were positive last week after our team meeting Monday. Uh, but that, that's the point I emphasize again is, you know, if there's one thing that's really stood out over the last uh, 48 hours, it's the I was really impacted Friday night that, that I've missed an opportunity here over the last 21 years, perhaps, to, you know, talk to players, but conversations, not just, you know, how's your, how's your family, how are your kids doing, all those types of things, but ask some hard questions of the players. Uh, and I've missed an opportunity there. That, that's one uh, revelation or realization I've come to this past, uh, past 42 days. And that, that'll be incorporated as we move forward. That'll be part of the process. And again, I think there's a lot of value in getting guys that have been out of the program for a couple of years, different perspectives on the world yet. I, I can just share this. There's a lot of commonality with all those guys in terms of their love for the program and pride of being, being Hawkeyes. And, you know, uh, one of the players I spoke with this morning is really upset about what happened in Kennick yesterday. So, you know, there, there's a lot of pride in this program. And I, 
think a common theme is they all want what's best for our, our, our team and what's best for the program. And I think there's a, a commonality, uh, at least with the guys I spoke with, about, you know, they care about the program. Nicole Arbach, did you have a question? Nope, I'm good. Just listening. Thank you. All right, thanks. John Bonencamp, do you have a question? I guess to, to follow up, what last week when, when, when you talked to some of the players, did you hear any of this stuff from them uh, of, of what you were then hearing from the former players over the weekend? No, not that specifically. And I think that's, uh, again, uh, probably is revealing a little bit maybe to the, any concerns, right? So um, I think there is a hesitancy for players to talk specifically about those things. And that, that's where I think former players can be more helpful. But, yeah, on, on that particular topic, if you're related to strength conditioning, I, I didn't get that feedback. Scott Reister. Hi, Coach. With uh, players reporting on Monday, do you see this as an issue that potentially by the team? And what role do you have right now to like that from happening? Yeah, I think anything that happens has the capability of dividing the team. And uh, if there's, you know, been a couple of positives this this three day period, if you will. Um, again, a lot of great feedback, candid feedback uh, from our players, the former players, and then my other senses. And again, my my attention shifted to our our former guys Friday night, but the four days prior to that, and the feedback I got from the staff. We just had a meeting here shortly before. Um, our our players, we have, as I said earlier, we've got a great group of guys, and I think they're, I think if anything, it's going to unify them, but also appreciate and realize if we don't do things right, if we don't really continue on the right path, you know, anything can happen. That's true of any football team. But uh, as I've told you in the opening statements, I'm committed. All right. And I know our staff's committed. And my sense is our players are committed. And that's, I'm eager to, to visit with them uh, during the course of this week and, and beyond just to stay, stay to that commitment. Uh, Rick Coleman. Hey, thanks a lot, Coach, uh, for doing this, uh, giving up your Sunday. I know it's a very important topic. You know, I was thinking, uh, one of the things that you said last week uh, was that listening, you know, throughout this whole situation with George Floyd, listening was the most important thing. And I found that very uh, profound. You know, I'm thinking I'm a 33-year-old, I mean, I'm a 33-year veteran of the media and an African-American. It's still difficult for me to go to my boss and talk to them about certain issues. Yep. And now these are young people, 18, 19, 20-year-olds that are on you. And I was surprised that a lot of your star African-American players were on Twitter and saying things like this and that you really didn't know. So will you be a more active listener personally for these people and maybe encourage them to come to you personally with issues? Sure. I think, yeah, exactly right. But the key, key component, and if I had any reinforced uh, it's not only listening, but, but asking more pointed questions and directing, you know, more so, you know, trying, trying to encourage, not only listening, but encourage and give guys, uh, you know, things to speak about. And I just want to make this comment too. this kind of uh, ties in with the question asked earlier. Uh, when we met on Thursday, or just during the course of the week, as we met as a staff, uh, we, we have got high caliber people on our staff. They care about the players they work with. They care about the former players. And they're, they're equally as committed to us doing a better job. 
but I'll preface it again. I don't think we're doing a terrible job. I you know, feel like our program is really pretty healthy, but our whole country has a lot of work to do right now. I think it's been very apparent here the last couple of weeks and, and none of us are tone deaf to that. And that does impact every one of us and each, each one of us on this team. Joey Donia, do you have a question? Hey, Coach. I uh, just wanted to ask, um, were, were there a lot of situations throughout your years with the program where, where players did um, bring to you issues of racial disparity and concerns, and, and what was done if that did take place to, to try and rectify that disparity? Yeah, I would not say that's been a major issue, but I would also couple that with uh, what's impacted me this weekend is that, you know, I don't, I don't feel players are necessarily going to feel free to come talk to me about things as much as we talk about open door. And I hardly think I'm a, uh, a menacing figure, you know, in the player's eyes, but, but, you know, these things are tough and difficult and we've got to do a better job of, of, you know, uh, seeking that information and just making sure that players do feel safe in here and they feel respected and feel, you know, they can operate in a way that's going to allow them to, to do the things we're all committed to doing, which is, is really trying to grow and improve and push themselves. Uh, Todd Kim. Coach, uh, you've got new players coming in in about a week. Are you yep. going to reach out to those families to talk about the kind of atmosphere they can expect when they get here? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, that was one of the points I made here with the staff this afternoon is, you know, we need to really do a thorough job of, with our first-year guys who are going to be coming into your point this, uh, this week. Um, and I, I will, that's on my list of things to do right now. I've got more pressure issues and I, I'm not trying to minimize anybody else, but, uh, I'm working through a real, uh, long litany of uh, things I'm trying to get, get accomplished, but that certainly on my list here before those players, you know, get in the car and come here. David Eichholt. Kirk, who is the, first of all, thanks for doing this. Who was the first player that either you reached out to or uh, reached out to you when, the, you know, all this really started happening? And, you know, how difficult uh, was that first conversation? Kind of take us through that. Yeah, I, I can do that. Uh, I don't want to give specific names. I'll just say that um, obviously Mike Daniels is one of the guys I, I mentioned that. But uh, what I did was work with the the first people, and I'm, I'm thinking of one specific, you know, I didn't call him a chain, but. Uh, as the dialogue began, you know, I started uh, at the front end of it, and then I, you know, dropped out at some point. But, um, you know, that that's that's where it all began, and I found the remarks to be extremely candid, and that's that hit me in the face with the first conversation that, you know, we've got work to do here. You know, haven't heard that from that player, face to, uh, wasn't face to face, but you know, directly like that, and it just, you know, alarmed me that we've got work to do in all areas of our program. Keith Murphy, do you have a question? Uh, yes, thank you, Coach. Um, in Chris Doyle's statement, he says uh, he was asked to remain silent. Um, are you aware of anybody representing Iowa football asking Coach Doyle remain silent? And also wondering the most important thing you feel you've learned, the single most important thing these past 48 hours. Uh, again, I, I – Chris and I have talked on numerous occasions. I'm, I'm worried about everybody involved in our program and his well-being, his family's well-being. Uh, you can only imagine the impact it has on everybody, uh, what's going on right now. Um, I don't remember ever using the word silent, but I think, you know, I've always been uh, a person who's, I think you got to be cautious of, of what you put out. And I'm not here to tell Chris what to do. And one, uh, I would also suggest that, you know, when you 
feel like you're being wrongly accused of some things or, you know, uh, what have you, then, um, you know, there, there's, you, you want your day to voice your, your side of things too. And I, I can appreciate that. And I'm not here to, just like our players, I'm not here to muzzle anybody or tell them what to say or what not to say. Uh, and again, the biggest takeaway is just that, you know, we, we've got to listen harder. We've got to ask harder on certain questions and topics. Right, we just have time for a few more questions here. Scott Dockerman, did you have a follow-up you said? Yes, I do. Thanks so much, uh, Steve. I guess, first of all, Kirk, uh, when you have this many players coming out against one specific assistant coach and he is trying to defend himself right now, would you be comfortable having Chris back if the the panel comes back and says that he didn't commit that? And if, if so, what does that mean for the 40-plus players who uh, who kind of attacked his character then? Yeah, that, that's where, from, from my vantage point, what I'm trying to do is, that's why I'm making all these calls right now, is to get an, an assessment of people that I really, you know, um, feel like I have a high level of communication with. So I'm painting my own picture, and that's the process I'm going through. But I, I don't want to leave it to chance or innuendo. I'm talking directly to people, and that's important to me. Uh, the, the, you know, uh, committee will do what they do, and it is independent, and there's a reason for that. And I trust they'll do a wonderful job. Uh, and then you know, the bottom line is if any of us can't do our jobs effectively, then, you know, it's really no use trying to do your job. And that's one of the questions I've had for, for our players, former players, is just, you know, in your mind, and I do my job effectively moving forward. And, and one, one other part is Twitter. You mentioned that yesterday, that the players are now allowed back on Twitter. Are they free to, to use it as they did before they came to campus, or are there restrictions? You know, what we talked about, and there's been a lot of things happening since last Thursday, but what we talked about, first of all, that was a result of two players reaching out to me specifically on Wednesday, wanting to get joined the national conversation, which I totally, excuse me, totally appreciated and respected. Uh, my request was, if we're going to do that, we open it up to the entire team. And I think a lot, I haven't seen the tweets yet, but my sense is a lot of people uh, were interested in making their statements and, and sharing opinions. So wanted to do that. Now, as, as we sit here today, this is a one-time deal, if you will. This is a period where we've uh, given them that opportunity. This is a historic period in our country's time right now. So I think it is important. I think it's very relevant. And I've heard both those players, one an older player, one a younger player, very loud and clear. One was a first-year player. Um, so that, by the way, was pleasing to me. First of all, that they called. <laughs> Secondly, that uh, they they felt strongly and felt comfortable asking me. So, you know, that, that's where that's at. But but tweeting is on the list of things that will be discussed this summer for sure. I, I've got no mind to anything as long as, you know, it's not going to be a detriment to us doing better academically or – uh, as football players or citizens. Uh, Mark Emmerich, do you have a question? Uh, yeah, Kirk, you, you talked about Brian a little bit earlier, but do you really feel like you can be uh, objective about your son if it does come to that? And how would that process work if he does need to be investigated further for what he has done? Um, to answer your question, I do feel like I can be. Uh, but if that is a question, first of all, he reports to Gary Barta. That's, that's who he reports to in general. For, for that specific reason. But, but ultimately, I got to make judgment. And I, I can just assure you the judgments I make are based on, and this includes myself as well, 
what, what the program's all about are the people in the program. So, you know, if, if we're not doing our job in a substantial or, you know, quality fashion, again, everybody has missteps, mistakes. I get that just like players do. But overall, if, if we are not committed to, to helping the team and helping our players feel good when they're in the building, when they're out of the building, when they're 10 years removed, then, you know, every one of those is a failure, just like every player that doesn't graduate, you know. Uh, those are failures in our, our system for whatever reason. Those are the things we, we've been continually trying to address and improve. Every program in America faces those challenges. So, um, yeah, I do feel we can I – I feel like we can move forward, and I feel like I can be objective. But there are there is a checks, system of checks and balances in place to help help handle that. Corey, uh, do you or Matt have a question from WQAD? Yeah, I, I do. Um, Kurt, you said that uh, players were involved with uh, exit interviews when they leave and things of that nature. Why do you think that they didn't bring anything up at that point in time um, since they're leaving the program just to make you aware of problems? And how much of a stain do you think this puts on the program right now? Well, I, I can't answer why, the why part. Um, but I was trying to make the point that, again, you know, when players have a buffer, when they're out of the building and they're a couple years away, there's a lot. At least my observation is a lot more direct conversation, uh, and that that's really you know that's really uh, important. Um, as far as a stain or anything like that, I, th I think the key thing right now is let's let the process work. Let's let the process uh, work itself out. Uh, I'm in the process of myself individually gathering information. I don't feel like my picture is complete. I'm not ready to pass judgment on anybody or anything, um, and I think that's certainly what the uh, you know the committee will do as well on a different level, different plane. But, you know, my first foremost concern is, you know, uh, my obligation, my responsibility of, of doing what I need to do and doing it thoroughly. And um, each and every one of those players that I've visited with, and they were white, they were black, there's a mix there. Uh, you know, I owe it to all those guys, as well as all the guys that played here, to, to do, 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 do due diligence in a fair way. Just like I owe that to all of our players, to players and coaches, anybody that's associated with our program. That's that's what it's all about. A couple follow-up questions. Uh, Dennis, you had a follow-up? Yeah, you're muted, Dennis. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, no. Kirk, you mentioned the formation of this advisory committee. Uh, what will be their charge? Who is in charge of, of picking that advisory committee? And, and what will be their impact on, you know, whatever comes out of what they say? You're, you're referring to our former players, correct, Dennis? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, so. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Um, first of all, I haven't given it a lot of thought. Uh, Mike suggested a couple of players, which is great. And I've had players, people reach out to me, um, you know, um, I don't know if word of mouth or whatever, but a couple of guys have reached out to me, which I appreciate uh, there will be somebody or a couple somebodies, maybe from the department on it, that aren't football coaches or players. Um, but you know, it's, it's strictly in the formula stage, and I didn't have the idea until till Friday night. So we've we've got work to do. But Mike and the other players we identify will help give us uh, some guidance on that. And then you know, the objective is again to make this a better environment, you know, safe, better environment. And and they'll report to you or Gary or. or or both or what? On this one, the idea here is for us to have candid conversation. And we've had a lot of it in 48 hours uh, with a multitude of people. I, I don't see why that would stop at this point. I really don't. That's my sense. Okay. 
Thank you. And uh, Rob Howe, do you have a you have a follow up? Yes, thanks, Steve. Kirk, um, I'm wondering at at any point, you know, during your tenure at, as as head coach in Iowa, have you heard from any players or parents that have felt like they've received racist comments, whether they were intended or not, from members of your staff? I, I can't recall somebody calling me directly, parents. Um, you know, players, I'm sure we've had a couple. I'm sure we have, in my sense, is we've addressed those. Um, but I'll just say this. I mean, one thing that's become really apparent here the last week or so, week plus, is just the, you know, racism is hardly a new concept. And as I said, last time we met, you know, I thought it was kind of hopefully at the height in the 60s and early 70s. Uh, and as I said, Wednesday, my regret is I'm not so sure we've made a lot of progress, quite frankly. But, you know, what I, my responsibility, my charge is to make sure it's not prevalent in our program. That is important. And again, I go back to our staff. I think we've got a great group of players in this or coaches in this staff that have the right, uh, right values and the right concerns in their mind. So, you know, it all starts with us, but yeah, I, I would not, you know, quantify that as a major issue right now, but that's easy for me to say too. And that that's part of, we want to, as we move forward, we want to make sure if there is something being felt, we want to, you know, minimize that as much as possible. All right. We're pretty much uh, close to being out of time here. Anybody else have a follow-up or anybody I missed has a pertinent question they wanted to add in here. Um, and, and if not, uh, thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you, Coach, uh, for taking your time on a Sunday afternoon. We really appreciate it. Um, anyone else? I've got a quick one, Steve. Go um, ahead, Mark. Uh, is, is, Kirk, is this? Are you worried that your your coaching staff? I, I know you guys set a high standard, and I know that's you know that's what what uh, you need. Uh, is there? Is this a culture of bullying? I mean, is there? You know, the, these some of these stories we're hearing. Um, Jack Kallenberger just put out a tweet saying he was made fun out of for ADHD. I mean, this is a culture of bullying. Well, if it is, it will be addressed. That, that's my uh, point earlier was that um, fine line between being demanding and right. Mean. So that, yeah, you know, and yep. it's, it's very subjective. It's very, but that that's, and I want to take time to make sure at least I develop a feel for it. If, if I thought that right, as I said here today, I'd tell you. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Okay. Yep. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate your involvement today. And again, thanks, Coach.